Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 47 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, I'm going to share some healing tips to add to your toolbox. I know how hard the struggle is when it comes to healing from narcissistic relationships. So that's why I've put together 10 things you can do right now. Healing isn't one size fits all. It's a personal journey that's as unique as you are. So if you're ready to do the work, grab a notebook and pen and let's dig in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax. This time's for you. Fear is real when it comes to processing your experience. I know you feel stressed and exhausted with a pit in your stomach at the thought of being sucked back in and lied to again. You feel like a horrible person for going no or low contact, like maybe I'm the narcissist. The fear, self-blaming, and shaming is something we all go through as survivors. I want you to understand that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Every person who's ever been in a narcissistic relationship has felt what you're feeling right now. If this resonates with you and you're like, I'm done with fear, I'm done playing small, I know who I am, and I am not the narcissist. I want you to say yes. Today's the day. I want you to go right now to closeyourcoachingsession.com and I want you to book your call because we're going to do this together. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to overcome this fear so that you can begin a long lasting journey of healing. Let's do this. Can we talk? I remember when I was really struggling with CPTSD, fear of retaliation, and loneliness after exiting multiple narcissistic relationships in my life in a relatively short period of time. I felt super anxious, like my anxiety was through the roof. I was really angry, and I felt kind of socially awkward. And I'm an extrovert. Can you tell? I had a really hard time finding other people who could relate to my experience, let alone were willing to share their own. I knew I needed to prioritize my health and healthy relationships too. So despite the chaos that the narcissist in my life created, I was able to apply these 10 healing strategies to help me overcome narcissistic abuse. Number one, go no contact. Cut off communication with the narcissistic or toxic individual. This denies them access to you. It stops the flow of supply, that being your time, energy, attention, money, and other resources. And you can do this by ignoring them, ignore the phone calls, disregard the text messages, voicemails, block them where and however you can, delete phone numbers, especially if it's someone that you don't have to be in touch with. 
You can change your phone number. I had to change my phone number. The incessant calling and text messages and gaslighting and quasi-passive-aggressive threats can sometimes necessitate a change of number. And it's hard and it sucks, especially if a lot of people have your number, especially clients. Even if you cannot go no contact, you can go low contact and limit the narcissistic or toxic individual's access to you. Number two, have a good cry. Sometimes you just need to have a good cry. And that's okay, despite what society may tell you, that you have to be tough, you have to be strong, you have to get over it and move on. To heal trauma, like really heal on a deeper level, you have to be in your body. You have to allow yourself to know what you know and to feel what you feel. Feeling is healing and Tears are actually stress relieving, even though it may seem scary and it may seem overwhelming. Like, okay, I'm afraid if I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. Just if you can start where you are and go with the flow of tears, then that's good. Set the stage and have a good cry. You can do it in the bathtub. You can do it while you're showering. Let the water wash over you and wash the tears away. You're releasing cortisol and washing it all down the drain. And you will feel better. You can dim the lights or darken the room. Light some candles. Put on some music. And just let yourself let go of that emotion. Number three, cut your losses. Stop engaging in the relationship or re-engaging in the relationship if the narcissistic or toxic individual is reluctant to let you go, which often happens, before it gets worse. Narcissistic relationships don't evolve or grow or change or improve. A lot of times they just get worse. The abuse gets worse. They heap it on, especially if they feel like you're pulling away. You can total up your time, energy, attention, and money spent on the narcissistic or toxic individual and count the costs. Is it worth it for you to continue on and perhaps be worse off later than you are currently? The name of the game is to try to preserve as many of your resources as possible and to not allow the narcissistic or toxic individual to strip you of everything. Number four, consult with experts for clarity. Talk to other people. Tap into other resources about what has happened to you. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about rehashing everything that you've been through to the point where you are re-traumatized, but more working with people who are professionals or have specific skills, maybe even connections in a particular area that can be helpful to you and clarify who and what you're dealing with and help you to be able to make decisions about your next steps. They can help you, in fact, to determine your next step or your next best step. No diagnosis is required. If you have CPTSD, that's what it is. You don't have to wait for a diagnosis when your anxiety is through the roof, when you are hypervigilant, hyperventilating. Been there. You can go to therapy. 
You can seek legal counsel about your situation. You can talk to law enforcement or file a restraining order. People who get it, that's who you want to be talking to, is people who get it, who have resources that can be of help to you in creating space from this toxic person, toxic situation, so that you can figure out what your next best step is. You may be able to do it safely. And if you can, you may possibly talk to another source of supply, especially if the narcissist is not someone that you are tied to romantically, where there's that deeper entanglement that can really get messy, especially when there are other people involved. If it's all platonic and it's like, say, a fake friendship or something of that nature, co-work, if it's something like that where there's some space there, not the same level of obligation or kind of the same fallout potential, you may be able to do that. I've done it. I'm not necessarily recommending it for everyone, but I was able to do it successfully. And in my case, it paid off. Did the dirty work so that you don't have to. Number five, focus on family and friends, the real ones, that is, who are really in your corner, who really care about you and who really have your back. You want to focus on those that are closest to you who are trustworthy and true, who have proven themselves to you by showing up for you time after time. There's healing in community and there's strength in numbers. So you may be able to talk to someone close to you and share vulnerably what you're feeling, what you're going through. Maybe engage in some activities that can turn your attention away from the narcissistic or toxic individual relationship. And they may also have some other sources of support that can be of value to you. Number six, get back to doing you. Do what you love. Do what lights you up. Narcissists often distract you from your people and your purpose in order to get their needs met. And it can be draining, it can be exhausting, stressful, make you forget who you are, what you enjoy. It's time for you, or it may be time for you to get back to that. This could be focusing on your health, participating in a sport, if that's your thing, maybe taking a class. It could be something for fun or something career-related, figuring out what your style is, maybe getting your colors done, traveling. That's a big one for a lot of people. Setting your goals, like your goals, what you want out of your life. Number seven. Prayer, petitioning God after narcissistic abuse. Studies show that the greater your God center is, the better your health and well-being. And it also helps to grow your compassion, your empathy. And neurotheology is a thing, like the connection between the brain and your spirituality. Go outside in nature. Stand in awe of creation. Cry out. Get specific write it out, and watch and wait and see what happens. Number eight, fasting. This is abstinence. There's different types of fasting. There's biblical fasting, there's intermittent fasting, there's social media fasting, and more. This can be humbling, transformative, and refreshing for you when you abstain from something, especially something that is maybe taking away from your health or 
something that can really allow you to focus and get more in tune with your body or get close to God if that's your desire. You can consult with your licensed healthcare provider before starting any kind of fasting, especially if it involves food. Choose your focus, your time frame, and abstain. Take this time to pray, meditate, journal, self-reflect, and make plans for your life. It can be a really beautiful thing. Number nine, detox. Eliminate toxic substances from your body for a specific period of time. This can help improve your health and well-being also. You can do it in the form of a group program, some kind of elimination diet, or maybe a cleanse kit. Consult your licensed healthcare provider again before starting any kind of a program like that. But that can be another thing that can really help you to get more attuned to your body and what's really going on. Maybe even get rid of toxins that could evolve into a health issue sooner or later. And number 10, treat yourself well. I am a firm believer in treating yourself well. Schedule time for healing arts and practices that support your health and well-being as a whole person. Life is stressful. Narcissistic and toxic relationships are stressful. And too much stress will compromise your health. As I mentioned, you can meditate. You can do music or art therapy. Seek out chiropractic care. Do somatic exercises. Flotation therapy. I love floating. Massage therapy, if you're not touch sensitive, that may or may not be a good fit for you. And again, you'll want to think about what is going to be best for you based on what has happened to you. Consult your healthcare practitioner, get your hair or your nails done. Find a way that works for you and treat yourself well. Let's recap 10 tips for healing after a narcissistic relationship. Number one, going no or low contact. Number two, have a good cry. Number three, cut your losses. Number four, consult with others for clarity. Number five, focus on family and friends, the real ones. Number six, get back to doing you. Number seven, prayer. Number eight, fasting. Number nine, detox. And number 10, treat yourself well. Remember, healing is more than another to-do. Healing is a journey that's unique to you. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.